0: Before we get started today, I have a listener to thank for a donation. Tara Lever sent us a donation via PayPal. She also sent us a really nice note that I'm going to read for you. Hi Rebecca and Ross, I'm in that weird position of knowing who you are while being a complete stranger to you, but wanted to send a note to say a huge thank you for your podcast. I started listening daily over the Christmas holidays, and it's literally kept me going in the studio each day while I make work and try to deal with the impact of everything that's going on in the world right now. I look forward every day to going down to the studio, not just because I get to paint, but because I'm so enjoying each episode, sometimes twice. It's really a bright spot in my day, especially as we are now back in national lockdown here in the UK, not the way we'd hoped to start the year. I made a rather small donation as a token of gratitude, and I hope to be able to add to it later. Things have been a bit slow lately, as you might imagine. I really am so grateful to you both. I've taught online for many years, making videos, audios, etc., and I know these things take much more time than most people realize. I just wanted you to know it's very much appreciated. All the best to you and wishing you a happier and healthier year ahead. And that was from Tara Lever. Uh, her website is TaraLeverArt.com. That's wwwt dot tcom So TaraLeverArt.com. And thank you so much again to Tara. We feel that her donation was generous and we really appreciate her kind words and her financial support. If you would like to donate to the Messy Studio Podcast, just go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and click the Donate button in the upper right-hand corner. It's a yellow button that says Donate, and there you can set up a single-time donation or a recurring monthly donation for literally any amount via PayPal. And we will, of course, thank you live on the show. I do have a, a couple of other donations that I'm going to be doing shoutouts for over the next couple weeks, so if you haven't heard yours yet, it is coming. And thank you also to the people that donate anonymously. All right, that's all for now, let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about the meaning of success. Although most of us wish for success with our work and art careers, defining what that means is tricky, changeable, and very personal. Does success mean selling your work, recognition in the art world, or simply your own satisfaction with what you create? How do our ideas of success shift over time? Can we be satisfied with our current level of success, or do we always want more? Today, we look ahead to a new year. We'll toss around some ideas about success and what it means for working artists. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll.
1: Hello, everyone. Ah, success. (laughs) You know, I as I sometimes do when I just like want to contemplate what something means, I look in the dictionary, and because success is one of those words that we use a lot without really considering it very closely what it means. And and interestingly, I found two definitions um, with kind of a different slant to them. And the first one was the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, and the second one was um, attainment of popularity or profit. And so I'm thinking about that, thinking, well, the first one kind of suggests really clear goals and aims. Like this success is, you can quantify it, you can define it. I reached this uh, aim or purpose. And sort of like, you know, you can check it off your list and you're there and you have it or you don't have it. And But the second one, attainment of popularity or profit, I'd say is a bit vague. You know, it's like, well, popularity by what standard and what amount of profit? <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it also suggests that it's more, it is more personal. It's more, um, you know, less less of a, a yes or no situation, personal definition of success. Uh, so, So we have this term that can be both pretty specific and pretty vague. And I think that makes it hard to define in your own mind, right? Like, what does success mean to you personally? Um, it's something that artists do confront because we feel sort of like we're we have some something to measure up to, and we're not really sure what it is. Uh, so that's what we wanted to talk about today. Um, you know, kind of trying to figure out what it means to you, and maybe separating that from what what some outside standard might be in a field like art, you know, there really isn't a defined career ladder um, (laughs) that we can say we're on this rung or that. Um, I think there's a lot of different kinds of success that that people can point to.
0: Yeah, we all have different goals and and aspirations. I mean, there's there are uh, levels of success that people desire for personal reasons, um, and some of it is is very just utilitarian they want to be able to pay their bills or um, do you know do the things that they want to do um, and some of it may be ego driven um, and uh, and the level of, of success that you're looking for both in terms of how people perceive you and how much money you're making um, those are very personal and they're based on your own goals and your own ideals
1: mm-hmm. and when and if you well, I think, you know, figuring out what your goals really are is all part of this, but it is, it's tied up a lot um, with self-esteem. I mean, there's emotional implications and all this, that whatever we perceive as success and, and how we, how we're doing with that, uh, you know, can make us feel good or bad, depending about ourselves, depending on how we perceive it. And, We all know, we may know it for ourselves, we may see it in other people. There are a lot of people that never really feel successful, even when they, when they have accomplished a lot. Um, and, and part of that is, I think, not really, um, understanding your own accomplishments or seeing them as accomplishments and, and sort of in the in the field of art, you know, having this sort of bubble over your head about oh well, what is a successful artist? And you have some idea in your head of what that is, um, and and again, we're all going to be different, you know. But there's a, maybe some idea that you're going to be in the art magazines and you're going to have you know a, a big gallery in New York and whatever it is. I mean, there are clearly people who stand out in the media as being successful or in the art media, and. And so they they're kind of like oh well they're kind of at the top and how do I fit in <laughs> you know, um,
0: well and there's there's a tendency a very human tendency to to constantly shift the goalposts as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yep. You know if you if you attain a certain level of success it doesn't necessarily mean that you I mean you you, you will enjoy that rush for you know maybe a whole couple days before it <laughs> just becomes normal.
1: It's so true.
0: I think by most people's measure, you're quite a successful artist, but does that mean that you feel like you've reached the the pinnacle of your success or that you you don't want more success? Uh, Me personally? Yeah, I'm asking
1: you personally. Oh. (laughs) Uh, You know, most of the time when people say to me that they if they think i'm a successful artist my immediate response is oh well you know not really or in some right. ti- in some tiny little niche of the art world maybe yeah a little bit you know <laughs> but so i guess that means i have i do have higher aspirations um it, it seems to be human nature that we're always raising the bar
0: <laughs> right and 20 years ago if if you were to describe to your former self the level of success that you've attained at this point, you'd think that was outstanding.
1: Uh, I I would not have imagined it. I mean, I yeah, I remember when you know I wanted to be able to sell a couple of paintings a year, and that would have that would have made it successful for me. But um, yeah, no, it's always changing. Um, and <laughs> what's interesting, I think, is looking back, and you say. Um, you know, we can feel successful one day, or we can say this was a great week, or this was a great year, whatever it is, and then we move on and, and we sort of put those behind us, and yet, don't those count for something? I mean, doesn't that add up to something? Uh, I think a lot of times, in terms of perceiving our own success, we're sort of in the moment. It's whatever the next thing is that we we want to be able to do or something, and so we're it is a an absolutely shifting goal. Um, and and yet, what? Yeah, like, what are those things? Are they important? Um, are they attainable? It, it's. I find the whole the whole topic pretty squishy, really. But we decided to take it on anyway. Um, one of the things that occurred to me when I was thinking about this is, um, you know, we really do. It, it helps to have some introspection about what success means in the big picture, and. Um, what are your own standards of success and if they are important or why they're important. And we really can end up striving for things that in the end weren't that important or were not what satisfies us, but we think they're important and we think, oh, well a successful artist would let's say be in a museum or um, a successful artist would earn X amount of dollars a year. And I, sometimes i think we take those ideas on without really saying uh well it, what would that mean to me if i if i did that um on the other hand we can experience a lot of success without really looking for it i mean things can happen that make us feel really good without necessarily we went after them um and then and then sometimes we discount those because we say oh it just fell in my lap or you know, I was just lucky to be in the right place at the right time. In fact, there was probably a lot of, you know, background work that went into that opportunity that came your way. And I, I don't know, myself, probably a lot of people, we tend to discount those things and say, um, I don't know. I, I know I do. I, I know I don't tend to look back and say, wow, you know, it took a lot to get here. It's just sort of like right now, where am I at? Um, but there was all this stuff that that happened before, and I think one of the one of the reasons that I thought this was a good topic going into the new year is that um a lot of artists do take kind of take stock of the previous year. it to some extent it has to do with doing taxes and uh you know financial stuff. you look back and what did you sell or what did how did you do in this way or that. Uh, but but in a bigger picture, beyond finances, it's kind of, it just seems like a good time to sort of look back. What did you achieve? What what felt good? What was successful? Uh, seems like a, you know, really good, healthy thing to do, to even write that stuff down and so you don't forget it and you say, hey, you know, I really did some, some things, the things you felt good about. Um, and that would be not just career-wise but in the work itself you know did you did you start a new series did you learn a new skill did you um you know make some sort of advancement in your process that a year ago you didn't have and those are all forms of success you know they, they may be harder for other people to see but the point here is you know acknowledging your own advancements your own successes because it can go by the wayside easily, I think,
0: yeah, and it's it's also um it's it's it can be hard to to see the silver lining in things, and I think a lot of times the reason why it's difficult to gauge our success is because we're 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 focused more on the difficulties um and, uh, and there's so many difficulties that we face so many struggles and they they truly never stop and so what what we're really looking for in in success is for the struggles to, to become less or for the struggles to to cease entirely and that that's never the case and so there's this always striving for a, a, another plateau a place where we can rest for a little bit and it's' over time i think that your your struggles change uh, they don't necessarily become less they become different they do and mm-hmm. and so the the struggles you face early on may may really affect your quality of life um you, you may be struggling to get food uh you may be struggling to make rent mm-hmm. and you know those those types of things are very immediate and really affect your your mindset and your quality of life and over time maybe that that sense of personal security becomes a little bit less um less of a priority we start moving up that hierarchy of needs you know we we move away from just like physical existence <laughs> into into mm-hmm. into more um maybe meaningful pursuits but but struggles nonetheless things that that affect us
1: yeah and those those early years you know for artists if they're starting out young um to To struggle to afford materials to have a studio, I remember those days well. Myself working in you know odd and cramped conditions, um, and and not you know when buying supplies being very frugal and and yeah, I mean just to keep going with the art practice um, and personal struggles as you know raising a family. Um, personal finances you know all those things were hard in the beginning and now um, they're not that's not the struggle <laughs> so you're right I mean it it absolutely changes the focus changes the standards change um, and yet you know you still sort of want you want to find that plateau like you're talking about <laughs> that elusive place where you say oh okay, got it you know. <laughs> And that you know, that first definition I gave where it's sort of like, well, you've got there. you uh, you had checked everything off the list. you've attained it now. now it's cool. you know It's so I don't think that really happens um, unless you do have absolute standards and certainly in some things that people work at, you do. you have, you know, you make the grade, you make partner in the law firm or something. you you attain that thing and maybe then you can sort of step back. Um, art is a such a personal, you know, you're always judging your own stuff because you're the one that lives with it, you're the one that produces it. And it's so subjective. I mean, I think what artists deal with is these aspects of success, they're really not set down. And so it gets down to how do you feel about your own accomplishments or your lack of them. And um, aside from any sort of list of things you've done, uh, what does success mean to you what does it feel like is it important and and there will be people listening to this who uh you know their own success is very much in the personal realm they don't particularly try to market their work or show their work and that it's something they do for their own reasons and their own pleasure and in that sense um they're not struggling with the same questions maybe but there is the question of their own work. And there's such an aspect of personal satisfaction with one's work or personal feelings of moving along and, and you know gaining skills and all that, that. Probably most artists relate at least to the that in regards to their work. And then if you're taking it out into the bigger picture, uh, there's so many other things that we can aim for or decide not to aim for. Um, and decide they're important or not important. I remember early on um, a friend of mine and I discussing uh, kind of our goals or what we were looking for in our in our art careers. And I believed then, and I, I, I sort of I guess I realized then through this discussion, and and continued to believe that there really are different things that people aim for. And my my friend was mainly concerned. With showing her work um, in sort of a nonprofit situation, like she was interested in getting grants, having exhibits at universities, things like that. Like the actual selling of the work um, was not important, and for me, and it never has been. I mean, this you know, this is many years later, and, and that's how things go. Um, my own feeling back then was, you know, I want to make a living at this, <laughs> so my goals my concerns my measures of success were much more measurable economically um and they seemed very unattainable and I think anybody starting out that those those things can seem unattainable uh, so it's it's that knowing you know what what is a success but that said I I still don't know exactly what that means. You know, I still don't know exactly what success means to me. And I'll just, you know, be blunt about that. I, I've i let go of things. I've let go of things that I thought would make me feel successful and said, well, you know, probably I'm never going to live in New York City. I'm probably never going to have a big New York gallery. Um... I'm probably never gonna be a big glossy um uh coffee table book or have a huge retrospective in a museum uh okay, I can live without that. <laughs> I've let that go um and and just pulled the pulled the ideas of success a little closer to home a little closer to i don't know just personal feelings i guess
0: well, and there's a there's an aspect to what you're talking about that's Um, You know, kind of if you if you aim for the stars and you only get halfway there, then you still, you know, came a long way. So absolutely. Yeah. And and I also think that we need to recognize certain things about our own psychology as well as just the world that we live in today. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And. I, I think it's super important that we celebrate our wins. You know, when when something big happens for us, and and we all will have these moments throughout our lives. I think it's very important to acknowledge it and to enjoy it, mm-hmm. and but also to realize that 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 it's a fleeting moment, it and is. that <laughs> at the end of the day, it's going to be back to the grind and. Keep on plugging along and and facing the same struggles that you face every day.
1: And I in in the art world, what you know that particular cycle that you mentioned about sort of celebrating, and then moving on is very really familiar. When you've had um, a gallery show, for example, and you work and you get it up, and you you know you have this moment of well, sort of glory, I guess, when you have your opening and people are coming up. Oh, I like your work, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it, it is like, it's a big party. It feels really good. And then, uh, it's over. Everybody leaves. And there's this moment when, you know, they're sort of closing up and saying, okay, well, let's all go now, you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, on, on with whatever, back to the drawing board. And, uh, but, But in the art world, there are these wonderful moments when you do get to celebrate, um, depending on what it is. But the, you know, gallery openings or maybe you give an artist talk or you publish a book or something happens. And and there is this, you know, wonderful feeling that does last a little while at least. Um, But then, yeah, onward.
0: (laughs) Well, and I I think also um, times – are a change in always. And Mm -hmm. I think that something that, that you've done very well in terms of, of shifting your goals and, and changing what, what success looks like to you is that it it has changed with the times. Um, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the fact is that most people don't buy glossy coffee table books anymore. They're not, they're not really a thing. Um, and after this year, museum retrospectives may no longer be a thing. Um, but the, what you've produced with the cold wax Academy and, uh, with the, the cold wax book is something that is, it it has a lot more value for people, I think than, than either of those things. And I, and I think that that means that it's going to be something that is going to have more longevity, um, Mm. And I, I think that it's it's something probably more important um, than than what your goals were at one time.
1: Yeah, they have they have shifted in the sense that this importance of of teaching and of, you know, kind of gathering up knowledge and getting it out there, that was never uh something i really thought about when i was younger for sure i didn't i didn't know i didn't have the knowledge um and now as you know in my 60s it has become uh, a definite feeling of success that yeah that people are learning because of stuff i've put out there and jerry's put out there and um you know it it took a while for that to sink in honestly and it's still kind of sinking in uh, and I remember um, Jerry asking me right about the time we we were publishing the book, uh, what does this mean to you? You know, how do you feel about this? Just like emotionally. And I kind of said, well, I don't know. I'm not sure, you know. And, and he could see clearly that it was something that would have a life, that it would go on into the future and that it was a sort of a legacy or something that could be, uh, you know, important for a long time. And when we talked about it, I did, I kind of saw that more clearly uh, because for me, like, you know, you're in the moment, you're just trying to get this thing published or whatever it is, you know, get the show off the ground. And then to step back and say, well, actually, you know, there's a lot there and it's, but it is still hard for me to take that in. It's still hard for me to really comprehend that. Um. And, and I, I guess it's, this topic is pretty personal for me, this whole thing about success, because it really, you know, it's something I'm trying to sort of process, I guess, as I get older and as I see the effects of things that I started a number of years ago and they're kind of coming to fruition. And, um, you know, I, I do want to appreciate it. I do want to feel good about it. Um, and so it is important to stop and say, hey, what's, what have I done? What have I contributed? And to think about success in terms of what what have you contributed? What have you done for other people? What have you done for the world? You know, or the small world that you're in. That's part of it. And so much of when we talk about success as artists, um, in a more superficial way, it's always about, well, what have you done? What shows have you had? What galleries are you in? Um, it's a bigger picture than that, and that's that's important to keep in mind. What are you doing for other artists? What what have you done to help people think about things in a different way? And that could be through your work. I mean, not just through teaching or writing a book. It's, it's also what you're doing in your work that other people see.
0: Um, I need to take a quick minute here to tell you all about the latest news from Cold Wax Academy. The membership program Rebecca and her partner, Jerry McLaughlin, have developed for their online learning about Cold Wax Medium. However, the Learning at Cold Wax Academy goes beyond just cold wax and applies to all painting mediums and all aspects of enhancing your art practice. Winter Quarter has just started, and the topics covered include texture, layering, and how to look at and talk about your art. There are live online sessions, guest speakers, live critiques of member artwork, and opportunities to interact personally with Rebecca and Jerry. For more information about membership levels and learning opportunities, visit www.coldwaxacademy.com. That's www.coldwaxacademy.com. All right, let's get back into it.
1: So, anyway, um, I, I did. I wanted to to hone in a little bit on this. I, this, um, you know, how hard it is to really define your own success because, I guess you know, we we always want to give. Um, our listeners something to sort of take away and think about as well. yeah, and some
0: useful advice would be good useful on this advice one. <laughs> We always have
1: to get to the useful advice yeah so um I think a, a lot of us experience a sort of imaginary judgment from other people that that colors how we think what we think success, success is. Uh, so we're kind of, thinking, well, what do other people think of us? It kind of uh, goes back to this uh, very, very popular podcast we did, was it a couple months ago? What do other people think of us?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, obviously, <laughs> we're, we're it's something that's on everyone's mind. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're quite concerned with us. Um, yeah, well, I think that's the most one of the most popular episodes we've ever had. And what people
0: think of us is a matter of survival. I, I think that we mentioned this in that episode, that it's, it's, an, it's an evolutionary aspect of, of human psychology. And uh, so it is, it, it's something that, that plays a role in, uh, in who we are as people and in our survival and our success in the end it, it is a driving motivating force but it's also not as important as what how you judge yourself you know how, how you judge yeah. yourself is is ultimately um, it's probably more far more brutal than the than the way other people <laughs> judge you you know and true
1: enough that's um, really true
0: and it's also something a judgment that you live with on a daily basis
1: yeah and and you know if if we're taking other people, what we imagine other people's opinions about us to be the measure of success, or, you know, it, it often ends up short. You know, we can feel badly about ourselves because we think, maybe we think other people look at us and say, yeah, what have you ever done? You know, <laughs> And, or, you know, we have these voices in our heads from parents, teachers, whatever saying, um, yeah, oh, you got to be, well, actually we're hoping for an A, you know, bring home an A. Whatever it is, a lot of people have these outside um, kind of standards that other people, they imagine other people have put on them, whether they're there or not. And that can, it can be kind of a, a bad, you know, emotional spiral to think that people are always looking at you like you haven't got there yet. Um, and then another thing that I think is is a difficult, uh, something we grapple with is this idea of success as all or nothing. You've made it or you not, or you haven't made it. And, of course, it's, you know, it's way more nuanced than that. There's always things that you're going to excel at, and there's always things you're not going to be as good at. And part of, I guess, the more, uh, you know, as you go on in life, to say, perhaps more mature attitude is accepting those things you aren't so good at. (laughs) And say, even if somebody gets sort of mad at you and says, well, how come you can't you know, how come you're not more techy, or you can't figure this thing out or whatever it is? You go, well, I'm good at some other things. I may not be good at that thing. <laughs> and so it's, you know, you sort of get to know yourself, I guess, as you go on and you say, uh, mm, I'm going to accept that I'm not so good at, well, some people might say I'm not so good at drawing, um, but I can do all these other things. I mean, if we're talking about art stuff and, you know, okay, well, I could either spend a lot of time working on that or I could say, you know, it's not really my thing and that's okay. And so you, you don't have to, obviously don't have to be good at everything. And, and kind of fitting in with that is we tend to compare ourselves with other people and we, somebody else always seems to have more success, (laughs) more sales, better shows, more recognition, those kind of, you know, outward forms of success. Uh, and some of the people that you would look at as being successful in that way might disagree because, as we talked about earlier on, those people are also raising the bar continually, and those people also experience many of the same things um, that you do, but you're on the outside looking in. So they're experiencing as well defeat and failure and creative blocks and you know not getting something in by the deadline or whatever it's just, it's so easy to look at somebody from the outside and say, ah, you know, they've got it all. Um, so I don't know, that's nothing new. Everybody knows that you shouldn't compare yourself with other people. Right. So it's so easy to do it in the art world and in any field where there's a lot of competition going on. Well, comparing
0: yourself to other people can help you determine what goals exist. You know mm-hmm. that's how we decide. That's how, if you look at, at other people in your field, that's how you know. Okay, how much how much money can be made here? Um, mm-hmm. You know what are the measures of success? Mm-hmm. And so they they do give us um, aspirations and and goals that are realistic in the sense that they are achievable because someone has achieved them. So that's true. It's,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, really the key is like. Well, what's in sync with what you want? What's in sync with right. your own needs or desires? Because really, um, you know, we can be reclusive people. We can be happy in our own studios. We can be successful in our own ways and our work without having to be in the spotlight or make a lot of money or all that stuff. And even if, even if, you know, something opens up, some opportunity opens up. That you think, oh, well, if I do this thing, maybe I'll achieve one of those recognizable forms of success. Uh, so so then you end up doing it, but it's not really right for you. Maybe it's a show, or maybe it's a, you know, joining some sort of collaborative effort or whatever it is, and it seems like a door opening, and yet it's not, it's probably not gonna be in line with your own feeling of success if it's If it isn't, I mean, it's just like knowing yourself, but especially starting out in a career, it's really easy to get confused. And one of the things, you know, I mentioned that sort of clarifying conversation I had um, earlier on with a friend for, it was clarifying because at the time, you know, I was thinking, well, should I be applying for all these grants or should I be looking at these university shows? And she was thinking, should I be trying to get into a gallery? You know, and it was really helpful to say, Well, no, for her that wasn't the way. And for me, it wasn't the way that she had. And to say early on, if you could say, This is this is my path, it really was helpful to me. Um, to because things do come at you and you can't do everything. And sometimes you say no because it's just not the right path. So this kind of prioritizing and what's important right. to you. Um and if if you're accomplishing what it is that was important to you, well, that is success.
0: And, and in terms of of practical advice, um, I think everyone needs to to do some soul searching and figure out what specific things they're looking for in terms of, of success. What are their benchmarks and write them down? Mm-hmm. And as you write them down, realize these things are going to change. Mm-hmm. Um Try to stay open to new opportunities, but also consider them in the light of, does this move me towards my goals that I want to reach? And if they need to be reassessed in light of new opportunities, then you can reassess that as you go. And, and as you reach those those benchmarks, um, realize that you're going to need new ones because that's how we are as people. We're always looking for the next the next plateau, the next step.
1: The moving target.
0: (laughs) Right. And so we just need to recognize these things about ourselves and structure an environment for ourselves that leads to the next step.
1: Well said. I mean, and, and this whole thing about don't let other people define what is success for you because your own ideas of success are not necessarily in line with somebody else's. And, you know, and not looking at somebody, like, I could have looked at my friend and said, oh, you know, you got this grant, and then she did get a big grant. Um, you got this university show. Um, I didn't. And so, do I feel not successful? Well, wasn't what I was going for, you know. And, and you know, sometimes you can feel like other, just being in the art world, you can feel like there are other people um, – who who aren't as open to discussion as this friend and I were. I mean, we, we were figuring this out. It was really helpful. But, you know, you may feel like there's other people deciding what, what should be successful for you, Just just soaking it up in the general atmosphere of the art world. It seems like you have to be in a good gallery. It seems like you have to have solo shows and these other things in order to be considered successful. So, you know, I'm just saying it's you, you know, you, you you can set that. Um, and it may help help you to have goals, like you were talking about, that are quantifiable. Like, well, maybe you want to make enough money to cover your art expenses. Um, or maybe you do want a solo show. And so, you know, you do, you can, it's absolutely fine to set those goals or go for them. I mean, that, that's, uh, we wouldn't want to negate that. Um, it's just kind of figuring out what those are. And, um, you know kind of knowing at what point you're going to push for things that you want and let go some things that you kind of accept probably aren't going to happen, like I was talking about earlier, um, you know, some huge commission or museum show or something. Uh, You know, if it happens, great, but maybe I don't want to put a lot of energy into trying to make that happen because is it really important to me? Um, And... And I guess in the, in terms of the art world, realizing that there really are not formulas or steps to success, um, people sometimes question, well, they don't have formal art education, for example. Um, they haven't been to art school. They don't have a degree. Is that a, is that a necessary step in order to climb this ladder, whatever, however you perceive the ladder? It really isn't, you know? <laughs> or do you have to have, um, you know, major galleries, solo shows, and all these things it's very diverse now, I think. There's there's so much going on in the art world that if there were those standards in the past, they don't seem to be there so much anymore. Um, I think there's too many ways to achieve all kinds of success now that there isn't one way. Um, so, and, and, and the last bit of, like, if we're giving advice, <laughs> which I guess we are, um, really trying to avoid... Envying other people, and this is really tough. Um, You know, it's it's such a human foible, I guess, to to be jealous of somebody that got something really great. (laughs) Uh, And we we run into this all the time. You know, with Facebook and social media, Uh, we are confronted with people's successes all the time, and it can be hard to to say, "I wish you well, good for you," Um, but I think that is easier if you've made peace with your own sense of success what does it mean to you your own personal satisfaction your own recognition of what you've done and it just makes it easier to be generous with other people well
0: i I think it's important when you see other people winning to congratulate you know don't Mm -hmm. play or hate congratulate and if someone's celebrating a a win um Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Give them a high five, you know, and say, mm-hmm. hey, good for you. You made it, you know, and, and, and hope that people would do the same for you if you were celebrating a win, because we all we all have wins and losses. And when when somebody gets the W, like we should all be around <laughs> that person congratulating them uh-huh. and building them up and not trying to tear them down.
1: And, and to actually feel that in your own emotions it's I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's one thing to, to hit like and say, way to go, you know, on Facebook. It's another thing to really feel that and say, I'm really happy for that person. Because when you can really feel that, um, somehow it plays into your own good feelings about, I, I can't really explain it, but your own feelings of success um, that, I, yeah, it's, it's elusive.
0: But I think it's about maintaining positive energy. I think that mm-hmm. like attracts like and if we maintain positive energy, positive energy will come to us. And if we are obsessively negative toward other people especially, I think that we attract negativity into our own lives. And and so it, I think to to every extent possible, you know, especially with other artists, you know, yeah. be positive with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that sense of of competition is toxic, and it's it is it's a challenge. It's a challenge for many people, uh, to not fall prey to that, and and we all do at times. I mean, it's inevitable almost. But but recognizing it and saying, "Yeah, hey, I really don't want to go there,"
0: right? I I think that competition can be toxic, but it's to me it's more about good sportsmanship. Uh, if mm-hmm. you if you compete against other people and somebody else wins and you congratulate them and you say hey you know you you did a great job and you you genuinely mean it that's to me that's just good sportsmanship it's not mm-hmm. it's not uh, th- that uh, the competition itself is toxic I think that the competition yeah. can be very healthy um, no you're right it's,
1: it's it's how you handle it I mean I, yeah. I guess what I was talking about is is jealousy. Yeah, you got to be
0: able to to put your ego aside yeah. at times and and mm-hmm. be humble, and um, that's that's part of it is mm-hmm. is being able to manage your own emotions in the situation. That's mm-hmm. um, and, huge, and, yeah. And realize that that this other person worked really hard, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know they they need to feel the good emotions that come with that. Yeah. Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode?
1: I would say that ultimately, we define success in our own ways. Um, I think that's been a kind of a theme of this um, episode. But if we don't give it some thought and do that, we can easily kind of buy into this vague standard of uh, what success is for an artist that may not be in alignment with, with who we really are. And then if we don't meet the criteria that We sort of feel is out there. Then we can feel unsuccessful and unfulfilled and down on ourselves, and we're lacking. So this is—it's all about, you know, introspection. Where have I come from? Where do I want to go? And because art is so very personal, um, this may be more about just your work than about um, making it in the in the business world as an artist. Whatever it is, you know, it's trying to figure out. what, what, what does that mean for you? And that's um, that can be, in, in the end, very satisfying. It's also something that you're probably going to struggle with. I do, you know. <laughs> I guess that's, that might be the final word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please check out www.messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. For more from Rebecca Kroll, please check out www.rebeccacroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at www.coldwaxacademy.com and sign up for the email lists to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. The Messy Studio Podcast is a core publication management production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace
1: your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.